2: to let it go you know let it go until i say it's done
3: the ufc light heavyweight champion on video I've never been happier I'll made for a fucking podcast <laughs> That's dangerous <laughs> Listen to me we're at
2: it
4: Welcome to UFC Unfiltered Matt and I uh, I'm in a tizzy cuz I'm I we usually start later and we're starting a half hour earlier and I just made it back and now I know that our our guest who I'm haven't talked to in a while is waiting. So let's bring him right in. We don't make him wait.
3: Yeah. Wait, hold on. You're in a tizzy, my busy. The All great, right. I'm sorry. Go back. Go back to what you were saying. I'm sorry.
4: The great Chuck Liddell. Let's bring Chuck in.
3: Um, <laughs> tizzy. tizzy. I don't know what Tizzy is, but busy is like my brother. Yeah. Look who it is. Look who it is with the technical difficulties. Look hey,
2: Chuck. Is. No, exactly. How you guys doing, man? I'm here. What's up, good man? How man. are you? Doing Good. Long time no see, Chuck. Been a long time, man. What do you have been up to besides this? Man, not much, man.
3: I, 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 You know what it is? Chuck's one of those guys where I, I 100% feel like we're closer friends than we probably are. Because every time I see you, I hug you. But you're a very huggable guy, Chuck. For a big alpha male, you're a very – you're not a standoffish guy. And usually you're you don't fight me off. You give me a – you hug me back.
2: Hey, I, I appreciate the hugs, bro.
3: <laughs> Thank you, Chuck. I miss you, man. And uh, I'm excited about your new podcast. We're going to yeah. talk about that in a second. But yeah. I want to find out, what, what what made you even want to do a podcast? Well, people are people probably bugging you forever to do a podcast.
2: Yeah, you know, I, and I, people ask me all the time, I, oh, yeah, whatever. I didn't want to, you know. I don't know. So well, Ari called me back. Ari actually called me back after doing a podcast and said, "Hey, you want... I got a guy that wants to do a podcast. You want to, want to try it out?" And he... they just kept going. Oh, now, "Come on, just try it out once. Let's go." And actually, I met Adam and said, "Okay, I'll do it." And you know, I I never seen him do his comedy. When I, when I, I think we we shot five shows before I even went and saw one of his comedies. <laughs> I, I I wasn't even I you know I wasn't even sure he was funny. I mean, I thought he, I thought it was a good good match. We it, I was made it comfortable for me to talk. Right, so, uh, someone, some there. Yeah, I thought it'd be good for. I just, I wanted, didn't want to do a straight fight podcast. So just one that with, with him, I think it kind of balances things out. Because that way, he's not a huge. He didn't know a, a much about MMA, so so it kind of balances me out. So I'm not talking to MMA fans. You know, I'm just talking to everybody. You know, if it's I It's, if it's not I talk two to, worlds. If I talk to just MMA fans. I get into start skipping some of the backstory or i start skipping some of the you know uh, explaining things on a level where uh, r- r- people that don't go follow fighting can can understand
4: right you might talk to inside if it's only fight fans you'll you'll say things that like you you assume that they already know but if it's not all fight fans you have to explain more and kind of give, like you said gives them more of the backstory and a little bit more of the filling in the details that you wouldn't uh, normally have to do at fight fans
2: yeah, and, and that with that, with Adam, I, I realize I have to do that with him, and he can back me up. Well, yeah, when, he, when he looks confused at what I'm saying, I can, you know, kind of like him. Uh, oh wait, what, what did he? What did he call him? Um, what, what did he call Forest? He called what, what did he call Forest again? like Blank what he called him. He called the show. It was. It was, it was it <laughs> called,
3: like, looked down like Jimmy. I just- Jimmy missed my little chip fucking job.
4: I I didn't catch it. He goes, what do you call
3: forest? He goes, what do you call forest? I go, jungle. Anyway, (laughs) Chip. Hey, Chuck, you have permission to use that one on your next, on your podcast. Yeah, 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 I'll try that. So do you guys record
4: in the same room, Chuck? Matt and I used to do the same room, which was so much easier. It's harder on Zoom than it is to be in the same space.
2: Oh, for sure. I've always been that way. I I mean, even like, even before COVID, people go, Oh no, we can do the, we can do the radio interview by uh by on the phone I'm like no i I'd, I'd rather go in if, if I it was if it was possible I'd rather go in studio because I, for one for one half the guys I don't know so you get in there and if you start you're gonna to talk to them before you go on the interview and radio interviews are so fast you get to talk to them a little bit before get a little rapport you go back and forth and then they realize that they're it's okay to make fun of me or they can always make make jokes of me I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna kill them so because um, I we guys get so tense with like making jokes. I'm like, that's yeah. That's,
3: yeah I, I'm who, okay. Who's who your partner that you do, and we were talking about the, your um, the, the your co-host, Adam who? Ray. Okay, and
2: who? who yeah, is and stand-up. I wouldn't see him down in Austin. Do a stand-up. He is hysterical. He it was. He, he's awesome.
4: You familiar with him, Jimmy? In the stand-up? I art? know the name. Yeah, and I'm sure we've probably met. uh, So many guys. So many stand-ups. You. It's probably like you guys. You. You. You say hello to each other at a at a festival somewhere you talk in, in a group and you're like, Oh yeah, we've met, like, I know the name and I know I've seen him. Um, but a lot of guys I haven't worked with cause I'm based out of, uh, out of New York. How, how did how did you guys get hooked up? Like, cause that, that is uh, like, cause Matt and I kind of knew each other. We both had a connection through Dana. Like, so our meeting was kind of, I understood how it happened. What was this process like getting you and Adam together?
2: Well, honestly, I, I don't know. I guess already, already knows him already and already books me for, podcast calls me up when I when he wants on people watch me on their podcast so and he just called me back after I did one with uh I think it was Anthony's show you know the guy opening Anthony, Anthony. oh Anthony call me yeah yeah
3: yeah I said that's Jimmy
2: BFFF yeah yeah and and um and he called me back right after he's oh man you sure you don't want, want to do a show and I, and I and really part of my thing is I don't I don't know the podcast world at all I don't like know the business of it I don't know any of or just how to, how to set it up or do anything. So I was like, I always kind of, I don't like mind talking. I mean, anyone knows me, once you get me going, I don't mind talking, I'll talk your ear off. But, um, so I just kind of, I'll, I'll try it. And plus it's with, with COVID and everything, I'm not, there's a lot more time to do stuff. I haven't, I haven't been traveling much. So now we're back. we just get it going and we're back on the road all the time. But it's all right, it's been fun. How are you adjusting
4: to post Fight life, like I know you fought uh, not too long ago, but in general, how is it for you? Knowing, like, okay, this is kind of where I'm, I'm, I'm at now. Like that part of this, I've, I've finished that part. Is, is it tough or has it been easy for you?
2: Oh, well, I think it's tough for everybody. I'd say except from the beginning. I mean, you know, I, I know Dan. dana likes to tell the story that he, that he told me to quit fighting, but he did. T- he did take me to dinner, and he asked. He was going to ask me to quit. He was. He's going to ask me to quit fighting. And I told him, okay, I'm ready to be done. I'm done because I, you know, for 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 my reason, I had a bunch of reasons, but most of them had, I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't winning fights. Um, but, uh, you know, and I told him, we yeah, talk about it later. But, uh, you know, Dana was planning on making that speech, but I, he, he said, thank you for making these. Make I mean, don't, you weren't begging me to fight. But the hard thing for me is, I, is you know, it's – you, you've been do- doing something for getting ready for something for the last for me it would be less, at least thirty years at that point, you know, getting ready for wrestling, football, all that stuff. Um, I've fought almost twenty years of kickboxing and MMA, and you you have that and you you're used to having that drive and having that something that kind of controls you. you. You have that goal. You always got a goal. I got something to do next week. I got something. To, for me, it's kind of like it's something to put the brakes on. It's I need I. You know, I, 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 we like to go hard. I like to go hard, I like to have fun. I like to have a good time, but I like to go. And the thing that put the brakes on for me was always, you know, hey, I, I gotta get back in the gym. You know, because I, I mean, I always used to say I'd take, you know, two months off after a fight. Well, I really didn't take two months off. I'd take a week off I'd be back in the gym. What I mean by taking time off was I'm working on getting other guys ready. I was working with Glover, uh, Scott and Glover Teixeira, getting them ready. When I was right back in the gym, of sparring with my, the what I considered off was I wasn't the focus of the training camp.
4: Right. You were still doing something. So I was Chuck-
2: still doing something six days a week.
4: Off off the subject, that chair, your chair is really loud. Do you have enough? That's okay. Do you, do you, do you have enough? Oh, because people who are seeing it won't matter. People who are listening it will think like, what's
3: what's going on? Okay. Oh, it's great. It's, use the same one for the podcast.
2: <laughs> Change it before you get your podcast. That thing sounds like a fucking earthquake. <laughs> yeah. We we do the podcast on site somewhere. Yeah, it's fine.
4: Yeah. It's, it's easier in person. It's much easier when you're sitting in the room with the guy.
2: Yeah. And I, I, am much rather, I, I was, much rather have someone, I will go like, go go to the podcast or come, or come in if they're anywhere near us? Hey Chuck, it couldn't,
3: I'll tell you it, I, I, I could relate and I didn't fight nearly as long as you, but it was, it is strange a few months after not fighting, not getting that call with, and you're back with me back in the day, talk, giving Joe Silver a call, him calling you, or all right, what do we got next? Who do we got next? It, it's strange when that doesn't happen anymore. Right. That must've been the, one of the strangest things. Cause that's such a routine that yeah. it's like, all right, all right. Now, now I'm supposed to be getting ready for my next obstacle. And now there's no longer, it's no longer there.
2: Yeah. Right? It, it's, it's just that weird. You know, it's weird. I like a sudden, okay, I am and you get through it. I mean, it's all, oh, it's fun. Oh, okay. I can go, I can still have fun. Go. To, and then you wait, wait, I, no, I don't have to go to the gym. Um, uh, it was a little unbalanced. It feels a little. The balance is a lot. And it takes time to adjust. And you know, I've talked to a lot of athletes, a lot of people, you know, in different sports and different just different jobs. You know that they have that, that same issue. You know.
4: Yeah. What did you do to adjust? Like, what's what's something you found that, like, okay, this kind of makes it a little bit easier to not think about it or to not like not have that thing to look forward to. What, what's been easier? What's made that a little easier for you?
2: Well, I mean, you gotta find something else to focus on, something else to, to work on. I mean, I think what you know, working with the the vets too has helped, you know, because you know it's kind of hard to really complain about your situation when they're dealing with all the stuff they go through. So, you know, um, uh, you know, Dana, I do I mean to, uh, you Chuck, you got my ADD, I love it. <laughs> you got my right now. You think you're back in a
3: fight. You're about to punch the clearest person. You're like, is the round over? You hear the beep. <laughs>
2: yeah, like. Stupid
3: phone. Oh, today. I fucking love it. I can't wait to the podcast. There's gonna be a lot of like, on, it better be on air. Like it better be live because it better be fucking. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 guys, oh. All I know is if you're in studio with Adam and that your fucking bell goes off, he better be ready to fucking duck or roll and cover. <laughs> yeah. Bing, yeah. Bang, wow, yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: and there I was knocking out Tito. Bing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
2: Sorry, buddy. I watched too many cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> no, you I, I know, Jake Laser started out uh, merging players and vets and I, I think that, that was a great, great thing because working with, working with those guys has been, been awesome. Jake yeah, Lazor? Yeah. Yeah, he's he got still... the uh, merging play, vets and players uh oh MVP. He does that and, and things like that. I, mean, I do a lot of stuff with the vets, so, uh, but you get in there and, and I think it was a great, it's a great, great mix, you know, it's hard to, get in there and help guys that are having struggling you know
4: plus for you i mean i imagine for you it's a little easier than a lot of guys because you're so recognizable and you're such a big name in the ufc like guys who are who never hit your level but i mean you you're one of the most recognizable guys ever to fight uh in ufc so i imagine for you there's a lot more opportunities than there would be for guys who didn't hit that level
2: yeah, I mean, I, I'm blessed that way. I, I mean, I had, a, I had plenty of opportunities of things to do and, and avenues to go in, and it was, you know, just it just getting if I'm trying to focus on one and go. Oh, I got to go in on this one. Let's go down this. Oh, I can do this a little bit. I can do that a little bit. What am I going to do? Um, and you know, I, and I got a family. I had a, had a family, and I was I was blessed. You know, I got I got at one point in my life, I chose i had to choose between you know getting going and getting a real job, and uh, and uh, and a family and then or chasing being a fighter and then I went you know went through everything did everything I wanted to do in fighting and right at the end I met my wife and, and you know got to, now I got to go down got to go down that that right now I get even though I picked lane A now i got to go down lane B too so I got I know I had uh kid, I have kids now so a couple kids and spent a lot of time with my family so I mean I, actually the pandemic the, the best part about the the first part of it we we actually went and rented a, a house uh, and, and in Huntington for for two months and just, you know, we're, we're riding around bikes and hanging out, going to the beach when everything was locked up. We're in, we're in L.A. County, so mm. a little, little, it was a little freer down there. So we went down there to we spent, and that was great. The kids learned how to ride, ride bikes great, like a seven, seven and nine-year-old, we rode with bikes every day, went to the park, went to the beach. It was, it was pretty awesome. But, you know, at some point it's like, okay, this has been really cool, but- Everybody needs to get back to work. You know, I got to do something. It's got to be balanced. I know
3: my kids are around the same age too, like 8, 10, 12. So I'm right there with you. And I spend a ton of time with my children and family. But again, there's times when I'm like, yo, I'm needed at work. And my work is my academy. So I'm like, yo, I love my job. So it's good you get another interest, even a podcast. And escape right there is still an escape, you know. And everybody loves would love to hear from you. And is it going to be more? What is the theme of it? Is it going to be more just fight stories and stuff, or
2: is it going to be just? Well, it just depends. I mean, it depends on or who the guest is and, and where it goes. I mean, more it's more open to whatever, whatever, where whichever way it goes. But just we'll have quite a few times. I, I know I can't tell many stories without fight stories. I had twenty years of fight stories. <laughs> yeah, most of my time doing that. But but yeah, it's more just about it's more broad and just kind of right now we're you know we're just starting so we'll see i mean we might get more focused later on but you know we got uh yeah i got we're doing the Lamar Odom thing this guy he's gonna be on i think uh aaron carter's gonna be on one time we're, we're promoting that one because I'm, I'm i'm actually guest refereeing that boxing match but that's, oh. that's a celebrity boxing one it's one of those but it's one of those, it's. they got big gloves and headgear and stuff but it's just i, I mean i'm trying to figure, figure out how it's gonna kind of go down it, it should be interesting
3: now Chuck, are they still trying to entice you with all that stuff? They're still trying to dwindle some stuff in front yeah, of you. Someone always asked
2: me about those. So you know, it is what it is. But like I think I think someone from um, Ariel called me up one time and said, Hey, I, I I heard they uh they are offering you ten ten million dollars to fight Mike Tyson. And I said, I you know, I haven't heard anything, my team hasn't heard anything about it, but uh they want they want to offer me 10 million dollars, okay. I'll fight them. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. 10 yeah. Million?
4: For ten million, I'll fight both of
2: you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
4: Did you see? Did you see the uh, the Jake Paul uh, Ben Askren fight? Like that? That that was the weird MMA, uh, like jumping into boxing, obviously after Conor. But that that I kind of felt bad for Ben losing like that. Like I felt bad for him.
2: I mean, he looked he looked terrible. But but I mean, yeah, and I was there. so He got knocked out. I was like, "Oh, something fixed." I'm like, "No, he's just terrible and got hit." You know? I just don't think he trained properly. He, you no, he, trained, like, no, he didn't look like he, he not like trained at all. Actually, back fat
3: and everything.
2: Yeah, know? yeah, I was terrible. Like I don't know about you, but you know, if I'm, if I'm gonna fight on TV and take my shirt off, I, you know, I'm still gonna have a little bit of pride.
3: Hundred percent, hundred
2: percent, man. And I'm not even known for my abs.
3: Let me ask you both a question. What do you think it is about pairing up a comedian and like a former fighter with these podcasts? Because you got, you know, you got Brendan and uh, and, uh, and uh, Brian Callen. But they're not together
4: anymore, but they were for a long time. Yeah, yeah. That was a good teaming too. Of
3: course. Of yeah. course. They're, they're both good guys. Uh, they, have, they have us, me and my Jimmy, me and my little Jimmy Bird. Chuck. And then uh I don't know if there's anybody else, but maybe there's only a few of us. No, no, Louis uh, J.
4: Gomez and Michael Bisping.
3: Well, that's what I'm saying. Of course. There's, yeah. And they're, they're two of our favorites. Yeah. Lewis and, and, and then the, the champ, Michael uh, Bisping, are two of our favorites. So, yeah, there's a bunch of those. What do you think it is? What do you think it is?
2: You know, for me, I think it's balance a lot of times, but I mean, like, you know, balance and you just, know, just personalities. I mean, I'm good at I've always been I've always I don't know about anybody else, but I was at, I was always the um, like I, my best friend uh, all through college was uh, was the was the class clown kind of guy. He was making fun of everybody. Yeah. and so I'm always been. I've always been the, the other guy. You know, I've always been the guy that talks about stuff and, and, and make you know I make jokes too, but but for the most part, I I, I need I play off of what what that person does.
4: Yeah, Matt, here's the answer. I think people are rooting for the comedian to get our jaws broken. I think that's why people put us together. They're hoping that we say something stupid and that the guy we're doing the podcast with just yeah, falls man. off no, and punches us. that
2: chance that, you know, that they're going to see a guy get knocked out live. <laughs> yeah,
4: that's exactly what the comic will make a joke and get fucking make get knocked make, out. You
2: can make, make, make say the wrong thing and I'm going to get upset and kill him. But it's so yeah. far it's working in all these podcasts that
3: yeah. I'm talking about. You know, with all the guys I'm talking about. So it is interesting, you know. I think it's more about what Chuck's saying as far as the balance. Yeah, of Jimmy, like Chuck, sometimes middle of the night, middle of the day, early morning, brunch time, I get a text from Jimmy, you know, just out of the blue, you complete me. And I'm just like, there's my guy. there's yeah. my – I, yeah. I go, Chuck, right? Isn't that like – that's nice, though?" No? Yeah, very nice. Uh, he's a nice Jimmy. guy. Jimmy, <laughs> it's not weird and pretty. Not weird at all.
4: No, not at all. I just want Matt to know that I'm I'm, I'm here because of him. I'm he, I'm here at his pleasure, uh, at the pleasure of Matt, and I appreciate that. But yeah, it's it's a balance between the two types of personalities, too. A little bit. Um, fighters always have great stories, though. Like nobody has better stories than fighters. Comedians can have some good ones because we bomb uh, shit shows we do when we suck. But uh, I, I think fighters have. I did a panel thing one time for JB Smooth. And uh, Jerry uh, Cooney was on it and uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson and uh, Gilbert Godfrey and Todd, all comedians and a physicist and the best stories uh, I think was still Jerry Cooney. I, I, I think Jerry Cooney had the best, you know, cause he, he was he fought Larry Holmes. That's, that's who you want to hear from.
3: I, I, Hey, listen, Jimmy, I agree with you. I love my fucking stories.
4: Yeah. I think that's what it is. That's why people like to hear now. Have you interviewed somebody? Have you actually had a guest that you've actually prepared for and interviewed yet or are you just getting to that?
2: Dana, Dana came on. So, so I didn't have too to much preparation for that. Yeah, um, he just break
3: his balls, though, because you're old friends.
2: Yeah. You yeah, get I, him
3: in the studio, you could still give him a, You're one of those guys, you
2: could still give him a wedgie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, people, I, people would say stuff. I, no, you can't say that to What? I, like, I, he, yeah, you will be fine. Okay. <laughs> uh, we had Anderson Silva on, you know, but... No, that was that cool. That was actually a cool interview talking to him. He's, he's boxing down in June. He is. Yeah. Uh, that's right. I heard about that too. Did yeah. You, is
4: he going to fight? Is he going to? Is he actually preparing for something?
2: Yeah, he's, he's going to fight down in uh, Mexico. Um, who's he fighting? Uh, Roy Jones, though. Who's the name Cesar Chavez Jr.? Oh, Jr. Okay, because I thought the yeah. the other one was much. Lighter. I think Ch- I think Chavez is fighting Camacho on the same card. Fifty six and forty six or something. Wow. Oh, really? Wait, no, Camacho didn't he die? Oh, I, I don't know. I way off. Did I, I don't know. I, I could have the I could have the names on I, I he, thought they were. Uh, when I, I, he he didn't know. He, I, I he didn't really know who was on the car. But someone Googled it or something. And I might be way off because it'll you know. Yeah. That's uh, not much. The
3: guy's not die,
2: alive.
4: Well, that's how much you guys love having that goal. Uh, I mean, the money is good, obviously, but it, it's more than that, I'm sure. It's, it's still having something to prepare for, right? People say, What do you want to fight for? Because I'm sure it, it gives Anderson something to prepare for, like a date and a regimen and a routine that's that, like you said, is hard to give up.
2: Yeah, and he's he's he says he's doing he really loves boxing and respects boxing, and it's a totally different different thing. And he and he wanted to go out and give it a shot. So I'm more power to him, man. Do you think that'd be
4: hard for you to do? Cause you know, with boxers, uh, they don't have to worry about legs or takedowns or any of the things you guys have to worry about in the cage, even though you do box a lot in sparring, is it, is it hard to enter a boxing match where you can't use those weapons to actually have to stop yourself from using those other the weapons? The hardest
2: thing it, it comes down to, it's, it's, a, it's a different stance. It's different distance. The time, the time your timing and distance changes when you, when you stop kicking your timing and distance changes and your stance you cannot stand in a boxing stance and fight in a kickbox match. You uh, you have if you if a guy comes out in a straight, straight boxing stance and kickboxes with me, you got one round to knock me out, if that. Otherwise, you're not going to stand. You won't be able to stand. Oh,
4: because because you won't you'll, be able, able to kick you'll him. be
2: able to stop me from leg kicking you. You'll be able to check my kicks. You won't, Not that a guy that's a boxer will be able to check my kicks anyway, because he'd probably check it once and go, oh nope, I'm done doing that. <laughs> Hit me in the thigh. I don't, want my, I, don't want, I don't want to get hit, shin to shin. Yeah.
3: yeah. Hey, Chuck, you ever work with, Are you working anymore with the uh, with the team at Pitt with
2: uh, John Hackleman? I go. I go over and say hi every once in a while, But no, I, I, I haven't been up there much. You still talk to Hackleman? I still talk to Hack because he sent me a message the other day. Yeah, yesterday. will yeah, See him when he comes down this way. And, I like Hackelman. He's he's still as crazy as ever. He's like an old school tough guy. He's like, ah, the
3: best defense to a grab is a left hook. And he's like, ah, he's showing the video on his Instagram, right, Chuck? He's yeah, almost, yeah. he loves the left hook.
2: Yeah, he, he had he had his old license plate. I would tell a story where he let me borrow his truck the first time we hung out. And um, it's it says great hook. He's be it was the license plate was basically great hook. It was about his okay. left hook. And he's always ah. telling people these guys are good, these guys would come over and be like, I want to spar him. Mean, we used to have people up the pit all the time to spar, right? Yeah, these guys come over and they go. He go, okay, watch that left hook they fall over. Yeah, and fall over and we'd, we'd, so we'd start cringing when he said, "Watch that left hook." <laughs> that, and now,
3: let me tell you, what do you think of some fighters where they have a little stumble in their career and then they drop the guy they're with or whoever, and they go elsewhere? You were with Hackelman through a lot of ups, some downs, but you, you guys, because I remember you guys are like that. Like he was your Miyagi, like your 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 instructor. You he it was a good, like, like I I don't know, a custom model Tyson type thing going on there. That's what it felt to me. Like I always remembered when you were him in your corner,
2: his certain look, and you guys seemed very in tune with each other. Well, I th- I think it's one of those things too. I mean, I why well it's respecting and and John's a great trainer, but part of it too is I think it was great for me because I don't you know I don't want to you get to get a new guy in right and then you i'm world champion I get a new guy in you know the, what do you how are you tell why are you telling me how to punch because i see some of these guys they're they're not they're the coach really is their coach is kind of sort of a coach yeah uh, they don't listen yeah uh, and and one of the things like john if john tells me i'm doing something wrong with my hook or if i'm doing something wrong if he cracks something i'm like oh right away i'm like okay oh yeah fix that fix it right away yeah well, you are angle on that that body shots is off you know oh yeah okay thanks john you know someone else you get guys i used to work with some boxing people and i'd be like oh you need to change this You need to. Change. why don't you listen to you what have you done you don't trust them yeah you don't trust them and you, and, and you, you don't want to do i try to always learn from people anybody anybody i work with i just try to learn their stuff and kind of see how i can use it but you're still it's not that same level of respect I think it's good to have, and there's times when it is time to change camp. So sometimes you have the wrong camp, but you know, yeah. I I've been with them. You know, we 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 grew up together in the sport. We grew up together. Really, I mean, yeah. he, got, he started me in kickboxing. And we went to MMA. We just kind of started learning how to how to move our way through it. You know, back then we came in, and we, back when we came in, remember, we were just trying to figure out how to train. How, to, you know, how do, you, how, do you, how do we mix wrestling and jiu-jitsu and striking? And we, we were still trying to figure it out. Hey, when you fought afford
3: pay- – now, listen, this is an old-school question. Now, you're not going to get this a lot. They're going to talk to you about your thing with Tito. and it- I want to talk to you about your fight with Pele, Jose Landy or something. No, 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 that's the real thing. Jose Landy Jones. Oh, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, it's best. Pele, right? And he is a famous Muay Thai fighter out of Brazil who's famous for fights with a, a Brazilian named Macaco a uh, Pateano or something. But anyway, this guy was a beast. He was, oh, he was a beast. I believe you fought him bare
2: knuckle. Was it bare knuckle? Bare knuckle, one round, thirty minutes. Where? Wow. Dude, that's what I'm talking about. In, in so- Sao Paulo, Brazil. Come uh, on, man. in a ring, in a in a ring with a net from the bottom. It, it went from the bottom rope to the edge, so like in a diagonal. I remember a picture of you on full contact fighter.
3: Remember Full Contact Fighter magazine? I remember a picture of you on that just, like, punching him, like, through, like, the fence uh, ring, and I see, you see Chuck with his mohawk on top, just like, rah, like, ground and pound in Pele. And uh,
2: that's, like, one of your earlier fights, obviously. That was 90, That was the 90s, no? I forget which guy came up to me and said one of the guys in the back uh, that, that was fighting at uh, UFC 262 came up and said, hey, man, I saw you, man, I thought, I love that fight, with, fight, fight in Sao Paulo and I was there. When I, was a, when I was a kid and my dad took me to that fight in, in Brazil. I'm like, Hey, well, good job tonight. You know? Doesn't that feel, does, how does that feel to you? Yeah, that was cool.
3: That's because there's a, a famous picture of you with Conor McGregor when he's like a fan and you see like Chuck after one of Chuck's fights. Like he looks like, I don't know where you were. And you see Conor like all excited to take a picture, like out of the audience oh. with Chuck. And then there's another picture of like kind of on the scale you see chuck obviously in the front row at like one of the weigh and it was like it's pretty trippy you ever see that or no
2: yeah i saw yeah i saw that and before that I, I had a couple couple other ones where guys sent, sent me a, like sent me a picture of of them saying well me with them saying hey man i'm fighting in the ufc in a, in a couple weeks you know, thank you for getting me into it. You know that's kind of cool. You know? And yeah, anything yeah, I get right now, I've been getting lazy, and I don't know why when it changed because it's just is pretty recent. I get a lot of guys coming up, going, "Hey, man, I, I had a lot of good times with my dad watching me fight." You know, like like that's the big thing. I, I that was the most fun thing I used to do with my dad
4: was watch you fight.
2: Oh,
3: that that's beautiful. And I'm, you're the pioneer. You're the you actually are the first. Like really. Like international superstar of MMA, when you think about it, you, your your Mohawk, your fighting style, and you did it with all of your actions, all with your fighting. You never once did it this new school way of well, not new school. I mean, you always had talkers like Muhammad Ali yeah. back in the day and whatnot, but you always did it with class where you never once, I never once heard you trash talk anybody. And it was always done with respect. You were just destroying, decapitating people, and you had such a fan base. So I don't know, man, that's, that's,
2: that's great. It's a great ride. I loved it.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble.
4: And you, there's funny, there's footage of you, uh, it's a year old now at Huntington Beach trying to like comment at a, at a protest. And, and now when you're in a situation like that, where you're just trying to calm people down and split, or, or, is there a moment where you think like, uh, I'm, I'm going to really have to punch somebody or, or do, you, do they know who you are? And they're like, you know, all right, back off because we like this guy.
2: Well, I mean, actually I, 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 had, you know, we, I got in and was breaking up one of those fights in there and some guy, some guy threw off, grabbed a skateboard was coming at me and some kid dropped him. So I didn't have to, so I didn't have to hit him. But, but, um, you know, and, yeah. so people aren't afraid to come at you. You got, you got, to, that's a risk you take it in those situations, but I can't watch people get beat up or get hurt. And honestly, that one, the one video that they're showing. I mean, I'm holding that kid back and there's, People on both sides helping stop right. like, stupidity. You know, them punching. Look, look, you guys can disagree. Just move, move on. We were just and both. You know, breaking stuff up. I mean, I, and that was. I can't believe that little guy was going after. Me. I mean, he wasn't coming after me. He was going after the guy behind me. He, he didn't even. He wasn't even looking me. He wouldn't. Even, I'm trying to talk him down. He wouldn't even look me was Just looking at the guy behind me. Just go.
4: But in that situation, are you thinking like, I don't want to have, like, you're not afraid, obviously, of, of physical confrontation. So are you thinking like, shit, I don't want to have to hit somebody and, and then I, deal with that?
2: I, mean, I don't want to have to, but it's one of those things, um, you know. I was, so I was at the Vance um, Warp Tour by my older son a while, a long time ago. And we're there, we're watching, and there's a slam pit out there, I right? And so this kid's going on. This, this big guy's being a bully, kind of. Little guys, but they're in a slam pit, so they got to live with it, right? And then he decides to hit this kid in the back of the head. I'm like, I so I, I jumped the fence, from the from where we we're from where the VIP, they always had I jumped the fence, where I was, pushed him back. you got a and I, I we got in his face, and and he's like, Look, like, man, yeah, I didn't do nothing, but I'm like, and anyway, so he takes off because I mean, I gave him a choice and not. And he, he picked the right choice. <laughs> most of the time, people do. They make the right but decision. Yeah, he right Chuck running at you. Oh. You ever
3: seen the scene in Muppet movie when the big Muppet wanted to go to Hollywood and then he worked in the car lot? I want to go to Hollywood. Remember that thing?
2: Anyway, yeah, that, 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 that's the perfect example. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he knows. Chuck knows exactly. But but you know afterwards, I feel like you can't do that. You can't. I'm, I, I can't watch that guy pick on that kid. I can't, I'm not gonna let him if, he, if I sat there and watched him, my grandpa roll all over his grave.
4: Did he recognize you or was it just because you were a big guy he knew to back off?
2: Oh, he right, re- no he recognized me right away he was, so, big, he was bigger, he was bigger than me he was about 6'4", probably 2'4", 2'40", 250.
4: Oh, okay but he, you told him to, he walked away.
2: Yeah, well anyway, a guy, guy that big picking on like a, a little skinny kid like my kid could have been 15, 16 uh is definitely not not a tough guy. I think Jimmy would have handled
3: it the exa- the exact the exact opposite.
4: Yeah, I would have said, "Sir, do you really want to do this?" And if he said yes, I would have said, "Continue hitting him." And I would have walked away. <laughs> I can't fight for shit.
3: Jimmy. That's so Jimmy. <laughs> I, I I think Jimmy would have stepped in. See, that's the instincts right there. That's that was he uses his powers for good, Jimmy, like a superhero. Yeah. He's yes. not Kobe Maguire in that first Spider-Man and that guy goes, hey, could you stop him? And he lets, the next thing you know, he lets the guy go, Uncle Ben is dead. That's you right. You understand? If Chuck, if Chuck was in, you know what I like? Chuck knows all my references. He knows what I'm talking yeah. about
2: from Spider-Man. Yeah, I do, 100%. That's I quote movies all the time and look at me. You like those movies? Do you like the Marvel movies? you watch any of those movies? I do, actually. I do like the
3: Marvel movies. Yes, he does. And it's not just because he has kids, Jimmy. No, I understand. I mean,
4: look, they're pretty good movies. The first Iron Man I thought was good. I'm not on board with a lot of them, though. I I just can't follow the Avengers or any of that stuff. I don't know what's going on.
3: I I understand. You don't got to get on board. But, you know, I think you should watch Dread. Did you ever see the movie Dread? It was with Carl Urban. I'm telling you, Chuck, I want you to watch that. Okay, I'll so it I out. I tell you, it's the most underrated, underappreciated movie ever. It's so good. All right, I'm excited. I'll try out check it out. Don't Let's think see. it's though, not the one with Sylvester Stallone. Jimmy likes that one. Not not
2: not Judge Dredd. Not no. when he goes, I am the law. He's not the law. Yeah, all urban's hey, the law. He's not Judge the law. Dread wasn't that bad. Dread, I mean, which one? I would, I would, I, that Judge Red wasn't that bad. Now, I wouldn't have given it. A, if you gave Judge Red the rave reviews like that, I would have some problems. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'd never yes. listen to you again, but... A hundred
3: percent. You know what? I'll probably watch that one with the kids because that's one that's a cute one you can watch with the kids. It's a little Batman and Robert, Robin-ish, you know what I'm saying? It's a little eh. But the other one, it's you know who's in it? The, you ever see Game of Thrones? You ever watch Game of Thrones? I've seen it. Yeah. it Cersei's in it, though. The... uh She's like the main...
4: Oh, I love the her, main yeah. main villain. Yeah. And her
3: name is Mama. She runs the Mama Clan. It's worth it just to see here, Carl Urban, who never takes off his helmet, by the way, just like the comic, say Mama. He's like, Mama Clan. And also the way he says Rookie. He's like, Rookie. I can't do it good. I'd say he's kind of cringy. but it well, sounds
4: says, good. <laughs>
3: Jimmy, fucking Jimmy. I like it. Oh, oh, by the way, guys, I want to give a... I seen the latest uh, Zack Snyder film on me a fucking... Uh, the Army, Army of the, the dead. Thing. It was good. I got one problem with it though. Can I, can I mention one thing? Did you see it, Chuck? I was here. Uh, I don't want to give it away. But no, I mean, it's not right. really that much of a spoiler. But basically, you want me to say a little part of it? Yeah, I don't want to give it away. You don't want to blow it. Chuck doesn't care. No, but at one point, they're talking about like one of the zombies is upset because, like, uh, you know, it's like about the one of the well, you find out right away that a zombie, like these one of these alpha zombies, like the female's pregnant. So I was like, "Yo, even my wife's watching, and we're I know with zombies, so you gotta be." But my wife's like, "Yo, aren't isn't the sperm dead if they're dead?" I go, "That's a very good point, honey." Oh, I mean, but then he had... <laughs> <laughs> Just, but seriously, now how does the zombie get pregnant? How
2: is he fucking fertile?
4: Yeah, yeah, so, and
3: what? I why does he pull I, out?
2: I, I Absolutely don't know. I mean, I mean, I, I, I what did I mean? Uh, all zombies that, that, now they're not the old uh, zombies and now they're they're like talking and planning yeah. on how to kill us that's gonna be oh really no tough. they're smart <laughs> this been, one It's in really this, tough to win that
3: one yeah in this in this movie there's all types there's those super ones that are like it's crazy like this one alpha one is like even if you're shooting him he's he's almost like a beast yeah, well, he's dance for a while
2: and sing. what's that like in the zombies movie Oh, some of them are slow. My yeah, the kids watch that zombie. What's that? Uh, Walking what's that Dead. Zombie, zombie. I don't know what it's called. Some zombie movie the kids watch. Which one I is think, it? I don't know. I don't know. Is it zombies? Zombies one? I don't know. Zombies two? I don't. I do a sound. Oh, the kids
3: one. Yeah, oh, the
2: they like that. that. Yeah, I'm like. <laughs> they can start saying they dance and they get. Yeah, they're
3: they are singing and dance. Yeah, my kids watch that. They like the zombies one. That that makes me Man, want to I'm, run into I'm, traffic. So yeah, are, are you doing any more acting,
4: Chuck? I know you did that movie, uh, this called Cage Fighter. Is that what the last movie was? Yeah, Cage Fighter, yeah. And are you yeah, doing any more? A couple
2: of things scheduled, uh, in the, in the summer, and, and then they kind of moved, pushed them, pushed them, pushed them, pushed them, and then they dropped it. You're doing the remake of Hamlet? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't I think ch- I'll be doing that anytime. I guess he <laughs> Chuck and Hamlet. What is he, Chuck? To be or uh, what's line. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Chuck, oh Chuck! Yeah, I get d- Chuck.
2: How's the acting? That's got to be brutal. Do you like it? You know, I, gonna- I actually like it. I like. I like trying. To, it, it, I mean, I think the most brutal thing is uh, auditions.
4: Oh, yeah.
2: Like, trying to like getting into character. If you can get into character, like if I if I can grab a hold of you and threaten you and do that stuff, it makes it make more sense to me. Because I'm, I'm like trying to play out a scene with someone hold a piece of paper here, and I'm supposed to be threatening them, and and they're like, uh huh, and so, yes, you are this. Yeah. Right in my line, I'm like, oh. I, I'm talking to the guy holding a piece of paper. I, I got right. it. Give me that. Let me let me show. I can, I can, if you want me to scare the guy. I can scare him.
3: Yeah.
4: It's hard to do. It, auditions are
3: hard, man. Yeah. Are you doing only those type of roles? I can't see you go. I mean, I, maybe I could. Are you trying to do any other kind of roles? No, not?
2: I, I, I actually like to. Like I look to more software. I mean, anything more, more acting, more stuff where I can uh, goof around and have fun. Oh. Or, or just play, I want to play a character. Like, I don't want to play me,
3: you know? Oh, shit. I don't mind oh, do all I could do. Maybe if they did something. Maybe they did a story of your life. And I, I, actually, I'd be too old. I couldn't play me. What am I saying? They should do a story of your life. Shit, Maybe we're talking about you in Sao Paulo, Brazil, fighting bare knuckle. What, how many? I'm shocked. Well, you, you have a book out, don't you? Yeah. Okay. I'm shocked there's not a movie made of that book is what I'm shocked about. Huh? Did anybody come to you yet and say, you know, Ari's telling you about this guy Adam? Is he coming to you and go hey, man? It's gonna be a movie made of you, Chuck. I could see that. There's a lot of shit movies out there,
2: Chuck. As long, as long as I as long as we're not the shittiest movie, we'll be fine. No, no, you could, I mean, but you have an exciting life, you know? What are we going to do? A movie of
3: Jimmy's circle jerking with his friends? That'll
4: be a great one. We get like a big celebrity to play the cracker in the middle. Uh, so we got to put on a cracker. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for my friend. <laughs> but. So now, now what? what you, you want to play a character. What if you could play a type of character? Would it be a tough guy character or would it be like, no, this is where I want it. What's something you really want to play that's completely opposite of what you've done?
2: You know, I mean, I, honestly, uh, I like I like comedies and doing doing something. I like making people laugh, so I'm like it's it's, it, it, it's enjoyable. I, you know, actually, though, doing that, I'm, not, I'm never going to be a stand-up comedian, but doing that thing for the David Spade show was hilarious. What'd you do? He did that did that where he put a mic in my ear, and, uh-huh. and I was on, and I went and I did, went to where they, uh, went, went to a comedy show, and I was like when I. And when I went on stage and i did went out there and Shit. And, did, and, did, uh, and just walked around and, and, and said whatever he said, he, I, I had no practice, I didn't know what he was going to say. He just I just said whatever came out of came in into my earphone. How was oh, it? Wow it was I, I know I, I thought i never thought I liked entertaining like the the entertaining part of it yeah, it was, it was fun to get to have that reaction from a crowd, and even though it wasn't me, it was I, I just having fun with that it was, it was, I really realized I liked talking I liked entertaining.
4: Well, did you see Mike Tyson's one-person show? I mean, he just kind of went up and talked about his life, and it was really interesting and really funny. But it it was also serious too. Is does anything like that interest you,
2: where you actually go up and do like a? Actually, before all this started, we had a. I did one. I did a couple of them. I did one, a couple of them in Ireland before, like that. It was a similar platform with a guy talking to me and kind of just leading the conversation, and then I answer questions at the end. But uh, yeah, that that that's for me. is fun. I'm it, it, just telling stories about your life, but like I, I need that person to keep me on on point and follow along the line. Otherwise, uh, if anyone that talks to me, i I'll be talking about one thing and then another story will come up and I'll, I'll cut off before I finish that story. I'll cut off and go to another one, and then I'll cut off on that one and go to another one. I can work my way back to finish them all. So you got to really, unless you're really good at can, keeping stories separated and putting them back together in your head. It's uh, sometimes hard to follow. Let me tell you, Chuck, you're looking at a total mess. Yeah.
3: And if anybody else... No, well, it's, it's, I'm the total mess, Chuck. <laughs> I, don't, I, I knew Chuck. I didn't have to explain who was the total mess. Yeah, no, we both yeah, knew. I, I knew what he was saying. Yeah, well,
2: I'm not, but that Isn't I'm I'm that, is way, it that
3: obvious? Okay. Well, well,
2: it's you hard though. to switch, switch to switch to switch. Yeah.
4: Well, that's how most people talk in real life, though. Like you're just being natural because most people, unless you have a goal, like I have to get through this. But when most people are talking, we're kind of just grabbing for things and talking all over the place. You tell half a story. Oh, and then this and then you go back to the story. That's kind of how people just talk in, in regular life.
2: Yeah, and it, yeah, I, it, and I'm I'm good at that. So, but it just I need like usually when I'm doing those things, I need someone there to kind of I wait. Mean, hold on, back up. Or I'll start in the middle of the story and pretend and assume you know my whole career, or you you, you know you know me and we have a, because when I'm telling stories, I'm usually telling the friends of mine or friends of theirs. So I just assume you you have certain background things that you yeah. I, don't to, I don't have to explain certain things.
4: And Chuck too, the, the uh, it's funny because I'm I'm not sure how much you watch now, but like I, the news just came out very recently, like Jones was going to move up to heavyweight, and he said like it's a bigger jump than he thought. And you fought light heavyweight, and did you find that too? Like if you had ever wanted to go up, like fuck, that would have been a bigger leap than people might have thought.
2: Um, actually, uh, I wanted to fight Tim Sylvia, um, when right before he fought uh, Randy it was funny because we were talking, I was talking to someone the other day. We were actually, we were at that show. Dana's like, no, he's, no I'm not letting you go up weight. He's too big and this and that. And I'm like, and if you remember that fight, the first round, Randy hits him with an overhand and drops him. And oh yeah. The start of it. And when that happened, I looked over at Dana and went. Right. <laughs> and he looked at me and went. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, um. But it was. But I, my my thing is, if I fought heavyweight, I would I would have fought around the same weight because I did in, in kickboxing. I actually went up. Uh, I, I fought. I and I was going to fight a really big guy, and like so, I kept my weight on. I fought. I fought about two two twenty five, close to two thirty when I walked in, and I felt terrible. I mean, I was pushing my punches. I was, I, you know, just I just felt sluggish. So I always said, if I if I went up now, it takes time. It takes time to put on strength. And, if I went up, I would. If I had gone up during my career, I probably would only fought it. I would have waited at two hundred and twenty, to for it. I would have never fought over two hundred and twenty. But then, like I think, Fedor, Fedor, Fedor could have made two hundred and five if he wanted to. He yeah, guy, and he was, you know, a, a bad man in heavyweight. Yeah, what did he? What did he fight at? Was it like two hundred and twenty, two hundred and thirty? Like two thirty something, I think. Yeah, he, but I think he could have easily lost lost something. To get down if he wanted to.
4: Yeah, got that at two hundred five.
3: What do you think about all the, oh, the the pride fight is back in the day getting the same respect as everybody that was actually like tested? Like, I don't know, man. Oh, hey,
2: why you want my funny testing story over there? Oh yeah, how'd that go? So I get there, you got to you got you got a test. I walk into a the room. They hand me a cup. So okay, where do you want to do this? Like, you know, do they watch? You know, in the U.S., they watch you pee. Well, what do we do? Oh, yeah, go, go to the bathroom down. They give me down the hall, take a right and then a left in the bathroom. there. So I'm walking out. I go, I get in there, and there's it's just a bathroom. I'm like, so I pee in the cup, I put the cop cap on. I walk back, and I'm like, um, hello, what, what do you guys want me to do with this? I put it over there. There's a table with a bunch of cups, pee cups on it. And they just I set it down on there. I'm like,
3: oh,
2: that was the test. I, mean, I could add. I could have gone out of 20 different people being on the way in. Right. There was no other – no, I mean, I, I, mean I, was, I was actually worried that they're going to – I was still a UFC guy. I was worried they're going to say I did something I didn't because I, you know, I don't know who's cut. Make sure you get my cut. Separate my minds right here. Maybe it's not frowned upon
3: because, like, everybody was on it over there. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, it was a freak show back in the day. So I don't know, man. You hear, you see all these guys, and you're like, they're "Not really." you they're obviously juicing, but whatever.
2: I mean, for them, it was always just uh, that it's, it's entertainment. I mean, they, they like they like always, the you know, in Japan, they like they like the freak shows and the guys fighting.
3: Oh hell yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you know, I guess you fought. How many times you fight in Japan? You fought the one time in Pride. One, two, uh, three. Well, three, three in Pride. I see you knock out Overeem, you knocked out Guy Mezger.
2: Guy Mezger, yeah, that's then, nice, man. Yeah. And then uh, I also, I fought, I fought in the UFC over there one time. Oh
3: yeah, that's right. Uh, compared to fighting in Vegas, big difference. Even
2: though the crowd was a lot more huger, a lot more. Uh, it was just, that was the the what, the crowd was the funniest the weirdest thing for me. Like you know because. Not not in a bad way. They're they're great. They, they you know they they walk out and they're, they're yeah. cheering, and then but you get in the cage and you start people start fighting, and they're quiet. They, and the, but they someone will pass a guard and they'll
3: go, ooh, they like the position. Yeah, they like you know,
2: that. A, they, but they are so educated. But but they, they cheer and then they stop. I mean, my I, I tell this story all the time because it's it's funny. I'm out there and Dan Henderson's fighting after me, and and I'm up. And I'm up and I, I'm coming out from the back room and I'm standing ways away from the like at the back of the, the front risers and I got I got my headphones on and I'm screaming for for Dan cussing yelling you know, ah kill him I just having, you know I, I got I, my, head my headphones on and my buddy's like tapping me it is the first time I'm tapping me, tapping me. I'm like, what, what? Take your headphones off. I'm like, I, they could hear me. I'm I'm sure Dan could have heard me. <laughs> Like, like I, I got to yell them instructions from them. That's, how, that's how quiet it was in the middle, middle of the fight. So I, get, I get coach coaching from up there.
4: A lot of bands say that too. Like you're playing and they say so the first time you go through like Japan, you think that the crowd's not enjoying it, but it's just a different culture and they're quiet and they listen and they love it as much as uh, any other crowd, but they are just not as expressive while it's happening.
2: Right, it's almost like uh, that, but but uh, well, like I said, it's cool. But they, they they cheer for like advancing positions, and you know, so they're an educated crowd, but they're just quiet. So it's different, different than fighting over here. Stupid question, Jimmy. Do they have the stand-up comedy over there?
3: Do they? How's They that? probably
4: do for expats, for like British, American, Australian expat. I haven't done it, but there's everywhere they have. I know guys that do gigs in China where English speaking Chinese or American citizens who live there now or whatever. So yeah, I'm sure they do, but I don't know the scene at all.
3: Jimmy, where you're at, Be careful what country you do that in. You'll get fucking caned.
4: I know. I, I mean, I struggle in New York. I'm not going to go to some religious conservative place or a place with a dictatorship. I, I got to watch it.
3: <laughs> hey Chuck, Chuck, something, something not MMA related. What have you been doing lately as far as, anything you're reading or watching on television any hobbies you gotta tell tell me about
2: you know um really i've been uh, moving around doing doing a show so i've done, I've done some hunting I, I i didn't used to hunt oh, so You hunt? Out. yeah i did, did uh, a couple a military hunt went, went with some guys from uh an e3 ranch uh my buddy e3 foundation does uh does hunt for vets and uh I go out there, and I mean, I don't. Have, I mean, I didn't, I didn't have to hunt, but the more that wanted me there for to hang out with the guys. But uh, you know, figured I, I you know I'll give it a try.
3: How long is it? To explain to me. All right, you're going on a hunt. What do you do? You
2: you have a gun, or they give you a gun? They have. I have. I have them, but they 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 give me one up when I'm there. I just choose theirs. And then what do you do? How does that work? They give you the one on one on the gun thing. They... They give, they, yeah, they have they have a range at his place. They have a range. Let I me mean, shoot it a few times and make sure. You know, again, it comes with a, a different gun than the one I have. Um, yeah, yeah I, I'm shot I, I like to, I like to shoot, so I've, I've done a lot of that. Um, and then they, they, you know, they take take give me a guy to help me and, and take me out and help me and show me what to do. We went out and uh, we did a couple of different things with different ones where we I get through and kind of trailing trailing the trailing them trying. That was fun. I went out with Adam. One day, and actually, I like that. We we're kind of, we we're just trying to outflank them, and kind of, we're climbing through, you know, creeks and bushes and stuff. It was a lot of fun. What are you hunting again? What are you hunting? I, uh, well, uh, deer. Oh, uh, that that fit deer that day. So, wow. Yeah, that's more more usual for. He says that you're going to like elk hunting because this is, you got to kind of kind of chase them. But, and I think you know, I'm doing a, we're, We were filming a little bit of it. Just it's kind of interesting uh, coming from someone who's never done it. You can watch me try to try to figure out how to do it.
4: Are you patient enough? Cause I think you have to be kind of patient to do that stuff. I would, I would go crazy just trying to be sit there quietly. You know, you know what?
2: I, I, they, I sat in a blind and I thought I would hate it. You know, I thought, okay, I'm going to struggle through this, but I'll do it just for, just to try it once. And I actually, I liked it. I was, it was cool. You know, just trying to watch and trying to, trying to figure something out. And I sat there for hours.
3: What if you kill a deer and like, there's a little dough
2: around there like you see a little, the dough of the deer. Yeah. And then what happens? Yeah, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's that's a hard part. I mean, but I, you know, they it's it's, it's, one Jimmy. Of the, it's that old, that whole thing's a little uh.
3: What do you do with the dough? What do you do with the dough, Chuck? Do you kill the dough, Chuck? Are you killing a dough they right act, now? Tell
2: us. They have well, they actually have you. You get different tags for dough. You don't have to snap
3: that little dough's neck.
2: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> You're funny. They have different tags for does and for for bucks, and I mean, it, it's really it's 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 they're control trying to control the uh you know the population population. Yeah. They can't they over they'll, they'll outlive their they don't have, have the natural predators in the areas we're at, and if they don't they'll don't do they'll over, overgrow they'll overgrow their population. Did you have a did you have a like? Snap a fucking doe's
3: neck, and then you're watching the show with your kids, and you get a flashback when you hear the doe, dear, a female, deer. and all you're fucking twitching because you remember when you <laughs> fucking took that little doe's neck that's crying over its dead mother, and you're, arr, arr.
2: <laughs> yeah, dear, shut the fuck My kid, My,
3: uh, guys, guys, I'm sorry. We could cut this out of the episode. Why? It's delightful. <laughs>
2: Chuck,
3: Chuck, you gotta stop doing this to me when you come on the show. Uh-huh. Fucking dears. I don't know. Something about you snapping a deer's neck is gonna have Peter marching on Sarah BJJ. But hey,
2: you got a fucking wedding room, you know. Anyway, Jimmy, you know, that's, that's the thing. People are coming out. You know, they, they're trying to give me they I'm thinking about it and I don't mind going they want to go talk about shooting up shooting hogs out of a helicopter. Yeah. Oh they want you to go shoot hogs out of a helicopter. Yeah. What? Like, but it's like, I'm like, okay, the only way I can even justify this to myself is if we go down, if I you get me all paced, I'm gonna butcher all those things and give them give them to the hungry people. Now they're they're an invasive species and they're they overrode run the air and they're not natural to their they're uh the hogs yeah, well, the uh, the feral hog—that were a different kind. I don't think I don't know the name. I don't know the technical names of them, but the the hogs, the wild wild boars, wild boars, dude. Yeah. Well, listen, man, can they work? I eat bacon. I'm not a hypocrite. The only way I can even think about it is if if if, I, if after we shoot them all, we we'll go down and pick them all up, we butcher them and send them to uh, hungry people. Yeah otherwise otherwise you can't you can't do that hey, I'm not, i can't I, I you know i was raised you know my my some of my family hunted and stuff but our thing is you kill it you eat it yeah and then that's what my, my grandma you want to go you want to kill something with your, your your gun go ahead you kill it you eat it you'll shoot that shoot that whatever you shoot over there you're gonna kill it you're gonna eat it so it's kind of the way i was raised so well chuck
4: where, where can people get your podcast? I mean, Matt and I are both really happy for you. Obviously, oh, it, it's shit, great yeah. that you got this. Anything Chuck Liddell does, we're, we're supportive, mm-hmm. we're happy.
2: LinkedIn was on all streaming platforms. I don't. Okay. I'm, not, I'm terrible with that. I guess, I, guess, I, guess I, should, I should learn how to do that when I'm doing other podcasts, how to promote mine.
3: That's all right. It's called Icebreakers. They'll find it. It's Just all, look I'm first. sure it's on all pod, all anywhere you find your podcast. Yeah. Sure.
2: What is it called again? Icebreakers. Icebreakers.
4: Uh, with Chuck. And uh, Adam Ray, who's a, a comedian, Chuck, it's always a good talking to you. And uh, thanks for hanging with us for an hour. It was really, really good having you.
2: Oh, it's always good talking to you guys. I, uh, we go, go on a podcast with Matt and Jim, <laughs> of course. Chuck, I,
3: listen, I'm going to put this out there, and it makes Jimmy cringe, but I'm just letting you know, I'm available. You want Jimmy? Don't cringe. I know you're looking for guests for this podcast. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy. Jimmy, I'm just letting Chuck know yes. that I will return the favor. You need anybody on that podcast as a team. If you want me and Jimmy together, Jimmy, that's available. I'm, Jimmy, I'm busy. <laughs> Jimmy, Chuck, listen, man, I, I'm so happy you came on to catch up. Yes, And, uh, Hey man, I'm a, besides, besides a strong acquaintance slash friend, I am a fan buddy. Thank you, man.
4: Thank you. Good talking to you, Chuck, and uh, good luck with – I'm sure we'll talk to you again, and, uh, you know, good luck with the podcast, and we'll see you soon.
2: Talk to you guys later, man.
4: The great Chuck Liddell. Who doesn't love Chuck? How does anybody not like Chuck Liddell?
3: Oh, shit, Jimmy. You just make me laugh, Jimmy. <laughs> you make, you, Jimmy.
4: That was fun. I
3: hope, you, I hope you never change. Listen, all I know is – that did not feel like an hour or something. Not did even you, a
4: close. I, I pissed once. It's funny. It was after when Chuck was talking about uh, the uh, the piss, the, you know, pissing dirty or pissing. And- I pissed in a uh, a cup.
3: Just is that Jimmy? <laughs> I right. think you were looking at a text. You were doing a little PP on the the thing. What else just Yeah,
4: yeah. I wasn't looking at a
3: text. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy,
4: you didn't watch. My dick was texting a Starbucks cup.
3: (laughs) Incoming. Hashtag, I don't know. I I took that one too far. (laughs) Jimmy, uh, yes, sir. uh, Listen, all I know is what a show. What What a a show. What a show. I had such a blast. What do you, or Chip Chipson, or Doug Bell, what do you want to promote?
4: Go to chipchipperson.com. Get yourself a new Doug Bell shirt um, or get yourself a, a chip shirt. Um, some new ones coming out. So feel free to uh, feel free to grab one or get a cameo cameo.com slash Jim Norton or Doug Bell or chip Chipperson.
3: You know what I've been thinking about? If Doug Bell fought chip Chipperson, I think chip Chipperson chip would win because of this, I think Doug Bell would be maybe a little too slow because of the medication. Yeah, you're right. And Chip has that that special strength, I think.
4: Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. That's right. Yeah. I, I don't uh, think you're wrong.
3: Jimmy, I had a blast, Jimmy, and too, uh, I can't wait to see you again.
4: Yes, and thank you to the great Chuck Liddell and uh, Icebreakers. This is podcast. And uh, Matt, I will talk to you in a couple days. All
3: right. Goodbye, everyone.
0: NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com/partner. NetCredit: Credit to the people. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble.